0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Bantam Roundtable Podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And
1: I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario.
0: The Bantam Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by the Bantam Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Bantam membership today. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 64 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. We have a very exciting show for you today. Uh, In fact, we've got a packed show for you today. We've got um, Tucker Carlson is a big fat fraud, Russell Brand's bullshit overload. We also have Matt Taibbi getting absolutely wrecked by Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And then we have uh, the Trump indictment story. Um, We've got Bob, uh, both Bob and Justin's pieces, by the way, good morning, guys. Good morning, you?
2: hi. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs>
0: I'm so excited to get going that I forgot to uh, introduce you. But yeah, Justin wrote a, a huge piece on Pete Buttigieg and why Republicans are terrified of him. Um, <clears throat> uh, Bob covered Tucker Carlson and the Fox News griff. So we're going to be talking about that. We have our both sides segment. And then in the emergency meeting, we're going to be talking about my actually quite scary health. It was a scare. It was a health scare. Um, a frightening one so uh, that's urgent care and steak Uh, so we'll get into that in the emergency meeting (laughs) Uh, vegans and vegetarians beware Uh, not 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 safe for work for you guys Um, apologies as a (laughs) former vegan now a former vegan but I'll get into that in the in the emergency meeting Um, so look this week big news first of all why don't we just get straight into the sort of Trump bullshit right because this is what you know, uh, we always have to talk about Donald Trump at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, indictment. Someday
1: that won't be true What's anymore. What's that? Someday that won't be true anymore. He'll be dead, and then we won't have to talk about him
0: uh, I, Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, I do yearn for the day when we don't have to talk about Donald Trump. Unfortunately, he is the favorite for the Republican yeah. nominee for president, so unfortunately we do have to speak about him. Uh, but it looks like... It looks like, and I don't, again, I want to be very careful the way I phrase this, right? Because we spent four years going, indictments are coming, indictments are coming. Um, But it does look like there is an indictment coming. And I don't know how to accept (laughs) (laughs) it, right? Uh, I don't know how successful this is going to be but this is uh, the new york times this is what we know about the potential indictment of donald trump a case against the former president who is also a current presidential candidate poses challenges for prosecutors here's why so this is uh, was published today on the 10th um, of march the revelation that manhattan district attorney's office has in- indicated it's donald j trump lawyers that he could soon face criminal charges marked a major development in an inquiry that has loomed over a former president for nearly five years. It also raises a number of questions about the contours of the potential case against Mr. Trump, who could become the first former American president to be indicted. So, um... Alvin L. Bragg, the district attorney, is focused on Mr. Trump's involvement in the payment of hush money to a porn star who said she had an affair with him. Michael D. Cohen, Mr. Trump's fixer at the time, made the payment during the final days of the 2016 presidential campaign. While the facts are dramatic, the case against Mr. Trump would likely hinge on a complex interplay of laws and a conviction is far from assured. So, I don't know, how much have you guys looked into this and how... What do you think, with your great legal expertise? Um, <laughs> how...
1: I mean, it's it's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty straightforward case, right? And the fact that it wasn't pursued the first time was super super suspicious, right? And I'm still, and this is the guy. Bragg is the guy who shut it down, right? He came in, and because they were moving forward with the case, Bragg came in and said, "Yeah, we're not doing that." And everyone said, "Well, that's odd." Why? It's super open and shut, right? And now that he's decided he's pursuing it again, the the question is, why, all of a sudden, is he doing this? And is he really going to do it, right? Is he going to pursue it properly? Or is he going to pursue it and sabotage it? Just so we can say, oh, well, you know, we did it, and nothing happened, and, oh, well, that's the end of that. Sorry, double jeopardy, can't do it again and that's that's my concern is that he's going to deliberately sabotage the case and make it go away is this, that
2: way. This prosecution though isn't this stop. about Stormy Daniels? I, I don't think that, I don't think this is the same thing as the Wait, the investigation the they were up. conducting which was either slow-walked or almost entirely dropped. I think that had to do with his financial statements at Trump organization inflating his assets and so on. And that kind of uh, had had dissipated didn't it and then they suddenly maybe a month ago picked up this stormy daniels case again and are pursuing that and that's what this possible indictment is all about right
1: oh my god there's so many i'm
2: actually was that them
1: confused in new york i'm sorry did i just get yeah yeah i, yeah. I, 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 I was confused,
2: confused as that. well confused. and then uh <laughs> yeah the, i think the piece says here uh Okay, yeah, the Manhattan Inquiry, which has spanned nearly five years, so I guess it is something that's been ongoing, not picked up in the past month, centers on a $130,000 payment to the porn star Stormy Daniels, who said she had an affair with Mr. Trump. The payment was made in the final days of the 2016 presidential campaign by Michael Cohen and, and on. So I think that's what we're talking about here. so it's But it's completely understandable. There are so many things that are collapsing in on Donald Trump right now. It's almost impossible to keep track of all of it. it,
1: Why did it take five years? Why did this one
2: take five years? No, it's not. not That's what's so frustrating about this. Because this is, I mean, the, the, the big picture, historically speaking, in terms of political science and all the rest of it. The deal with this is, and this has to do with everything involving Donald Trump and legal issues, is that we have a two-tiered legal system in this country. We have a two-tiered system of justice. If you're rich and powerful and you've been a president already or a member of Congress or whatever, you get all kinds of leash. You get all kinds of slack to be able to do pull all these Trump shenanigans, and it gets dragged out, and everyone's super careful. But if you're not that person, then they just uh, juggernaut their way into your life. And and in many cases, in, in in cases involving black people in the streets, they literally end your life. So that's what we're looking at here in the big picture. But Specific to this, it's it's nice to know that Donald Trump could be facing an indictment here with Fulton County right on its heels.
0: Yeah, and I think, look, the, the, if you look at if you look throughout history and, and corruption cases in particular, let, let's take, for example, like um, the mob, like the mob was taken down. On like tax evasion yeah. charges, right? The, the a, a lot of the a lot of high powered people get taken down by relatively sort of um, benign <laughs> crimes, right? right? Yeah, just because because you can do that, right? They, I think the big crimes are almost you can almost always escape them um, because they're so big uh, that you can politicize them, and once you politicize them, it, that then makes it quite difficult to because then you've got you know. You've got judges and juries, and they're all you know on one side of the political aisle, and you've the the levers of power are are uh, you know kick into action, and, and you get you know at some point you'll get like the Supreme Court protecting you or whatever it is, or judges protecting you for political reasons. And in in this case, this is quite. A, I I'm not saying it's going to be successful, but I would say that if Trump's going to get done, he's going to get done for something really fucking stupid, right? And and that's probably the bet. Yeah, exactly. That's probably the best way. That's probably the bet. I I've always thought that this is the best hope. You're not going to impeach him. You're not going to get him done for you know um, sedition, or you're not going to get you're not going to get him done on for all the number of crimes he's committed, uh, major crimes that he's committed. You're going to get him for something like this, right? Something about paying off a porn star. Uh, <clears throat> so. The New York Times uh, article says Mr. Cohen has said that Mr. Trump knew about the phony retainer agreement and accusation that could form the basis of the case against the former president uh, because in New York, falsifying business records can amount to a crime, albeit a misdemeanor. To elevate the crime to a felony charge, Mr. Bragg's prosecutors must show that Trump's intent to defraud included an intent to commit or conceal the second crime. In this case, that second crime could be a violation of the New York State election law. While hush money is not inherently illegal, the prosecutors could argue that the $130,000 payout effectively became an improper donation to Mr. Trump's campaign under the theory that it benefited his candidacy because it's silent Miss Daniels. This is, to me, this is like, this is great, right? This is, I, I, like, it's a fairly straight, it is actually fairly straightforward. I don't think, um, you, you know, obviously Trump could get out of this, but it's one of those, cl- it, it's one of those sort of classic, um, y- 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 slip-ups, right, that can unravel the whole enterprise, the whole criminal enterprise can, can come crashing down because he didn't, like, dot his I's and cross his T's when paying off a porn star. It'd be brilliant if...
1: right If Michael Cohen went to jail for, the, for it, then... So yes,
0: exactly, happen? exactly. So anyway, look, I don't want to get my hopes up to the audience don't get your hopes up um, <laughs> well i mean again, you, don't, is,
2: don't forget is, i mean the trump organization did lose that case in new york city i mean they they had to pay whatever it was a, a million dollars million and a half dollars uh in fines and, but this is against trump personally which makes it so much more enticing <laughs> as something that we can anticipate so don't try to take that away from me uh, ben just no, I
0: won't. I won't. Sorry, Bob. Yeah, yeah. No, no. No, you know, it's just the little things
2: that you have to grapple onto to survive the day these days. I know.
0: I know. I swear, we spent we spent years sort of hoping that some impeachment shot, like praying that the, the American political establishment would see fit to yeah, impeach yeah. the president, or at least enough Republicans would 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 uh, get on board with it. Uh, but you know. <laughs> uh, I've been disappointed. I've just gotten used to disappointment, but I think it would be glorious if, um, yeah, he got done in by a porn star would be fantastic. Um, and went to jail because of it. So you never know. I've, okay. Well, look anyway,
1: wait, we, I, I feel before we move on, I feel we do have to mention what's going on in Georgia um, with the prosecute of the, <clears throat> the cases that are moving forward there. And we're probably going to, oh, yeah. to yeah. stop it in its track.
0: I, I um, literally can't so, keep up with all these. The, okay, yeah, this is the Georgia election one, right, where he tried to um...
1: – Right, That that is moving forward very quickly, and it's looking really, really bad for Trump. So uh, this is from CNN. Georgia's Republican-led state legislature is considering a set of bills that would establish a commission with the power to remove prosecutors and district attorneys from their posts. Uh, Republicans, including uh, Governor Brian Kemp, say additional oversight is necessary to prevent, quote, unquote, soft-on-crime prosecutors from endangering Georgians. Um, But Democrats are taking note of the timing. Fulton uh, County District Attorney Fannie Willis is deciding whether to pursue indictments following her office's investigation into former Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. So just in time, because she's getting ready to move forward on that. And Georgia Republicans, now, while they're talking, debating these bills and moving them forward, they're not talking about Trump. But you can guarantee the second they pass these bills and sign them into law, the very first person they're going to remove is Fannie Willis. And they're going to say, you're soft on crime. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm literally about to have Donald Trump indicted for, for uh, trying to overturn in a federal election. Oh, but that's not why we're doing it. That has nothing to do with it. We swear yeah. that's just coincidental.
2: Well, I, exactly I think on the upside, I, if this There's passes at all, and remember, it has to get past Brian Kemp, who's no fan of Donald Trump. I I, I don't suspect Brian Kemp wants Fonnie Willis to go away, at least privately, I, I, irrespective of what he might say publicly. But uh, the other thing is, Fonny Willis would ostensibly get replaced by someone else who would continue to pursue the case. Because we're talking about Fulton County here. And unless this legislation and nothing I've seen in the legislation uh, dictates or allows the state legislature, the Republicans in the state legislature, because it is a Republican state legislature, to handpick a replacement. So it's entirely possible that even if it gets to that endgame where because of this law or because of this pair of laws, it could be that Fonnie Willis loses her job, even if we get there. Uh, I think the replacement would pick up the baton and continue to run with it. So that's my more optimistic view of this particular thing. It is terrifying. I mean, this is the thing. When I first saw Rachel Maddow talking about this the other night, I was like, oh, fuck, like all the rest of us. Oh, shit. Look at this. They can't win. They continuously prop up this fraud, this corrupt bastard. And so in order to allow that to happen, they've got to shave the corners off the law, right, rig the game, so to speak. And uh, that's what they're trying to do here. But I think ultimately it's going to be a futile effort because I think indictments are going to be handed down there any time now. You've got a real grand jury now impaneled and all they need to see is the report from the special grand jury plus any recommendations from the uh, district attorney from Fawnie Willis herself and uh, I think this new grand jury will convict rather or uh, offer up an indictment sooner rather than later so that's that's the good news I hope <laughs>
1: I am so tired of these people doing in, shit like this. Indictments are fun. coming. <laughs> Indictments are coming.
0: I hope. <laughs> no, okay. oh, anyway, um, all right. Well, look. Um, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, the, the the focus of the podcast I wanted to talk about this week obviously was uh, well, there's so much to talk about, right? But Tucker Carlson, right? We talked about Tucker Carlson last week, but it, it, there's more, right? Um,
1: isn't there always more?
0: I mean, th- this is this is fairly shocking. I would say even for Fox News bullshit, right? But Tucker Carlson, we know he's a fraud, right? But Tucker Carlson, he really is a big fat fraud, right? A big fat fraud. And last week we talked about the during the Dominion um, voting machine lawsuit case about how Tucker Carlson was busy texting all his colleagues basically saying, like, I don't believe any of this stuff, but we're going to publish it anyway. Uh, And, you know, we're going to get outdone by Newsmax uh, and also saying that, um, you know, get rid of reporters who are – he wanted to fire a reporter who told the truth about the Arizona election result, right? Um,
1: (coughs) Well, they fired the entire brain brain room for telling the truth. The
2: Uh, brain room. What a, what a goddamn joke that is, the brain room. Fox News has a brain but, but room. This,
1: they literally gave, they yeah. literally gave themselves a lobotomy.
0: I mean, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but look, listen, th- I mean, this is even, this is even worse, right? This was came up. This was reported by the Hill. So, Fox News host Tucker Carlson privately expressed contempt for former President Trump in text messages revealed in court filings as part of the network's ongoing legal fight with Dominion voting systems. "Quote: This is Tucker Carlson." text right he says quote we are very very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights I truly can't wait Carson wrote in one text message to an unidentified Fox employee on January 4th 2021 according to the filing quote here's the quote right listen to this carefully everybody I hate him passionately I blew up at Peter Navarro today in frustration I actually like Peter but I can't handle much more of this right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's the monster they made so boo hoo for him.
0: Tucker Carlson is being absolutely ransacked on on uh, social media at the moment. He's being uh, and and the the basically CNN, MSNBC, they are raking him over the coals. It's absolutely hilarious watching them like take this and and run with it because This really does show you what a gremlin Tucker Carlson is, right? Did you see that clip that's going around of him talking about Bill O'Reilly like 20 years ago? Yeah,
2: it's hilarious. Yeah, that exposes so much. Remember, I've been writing about this for years now. talking about how these guys are big phonies, big fakers. Yeah, but Bob, that's because you're a liberal hack. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's me. I've just got Fox News (laughs) derangement syndrome is what I've got. No, it's one of those things where uh, coming up in radio and watching... FM personality driven radio die off in the 2000s, in the mid 2000s, sometime after Janet Jackson's nipple slip. My God, what a stupid news story that was. But after that, FM personality radio started to die off. And so all those guys began to migrate over to AM talk radio and take on this conservative screecher personality right this is a career move for them this is a cynical cash grab for former fm radio djs essentially and some actors in there too too, as well like uh stephen crowder is an actor michael knowles is a former actor and so uh That's what I've been observing. And so it makes perfect sense that Fox News is populated with the same kinds of people. Bunch of phonies playing characters. And that was the thing in the Tucker Carlson video from 2003. He said outright, he actually used the word character. Bill O'Reilly is playing a character. He's doing shtick. That's what he said. He said shtick at least twice in that video. So that gives you an inside view in terms of how they see themselves. And then you combine that with these Dominion filings where he's calling or he's saying, I hate Donald Trump passionately, that he's a demonic influence. That's what he's saying in private. So that's the truth. That's the revelation in all of this. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Finally, we have hardcore evidence that all those things I've been you know, observing have come true. It's like a vindication.
0: Right, and I think, like particularly Tucker Carlson is is a very, very slippery guy. Right, he's an incredibly like slippery character who's playing this role. You, you, you know, Tucker Carlson is highly, highly intelligent. Right, that's that's the one sort of that's why I fear the guy. Like, I genuinely think he's the, he's probably the most malevolent sort of actor in in right wing America. Yeah, he's uh, got a clear.
2: He's more dangerous. Yeah, he's got than a Trump. clarity of thought that uh he, he, and he's been around the system enough to know how to manipulate it. And so that's what he's doing. That's mm, what this is yes. I mean everything he says on the show is probably hammered out in a writers' room as though they're creating some work of fiction. And they are creating fiction. This is real time real time yes. historical fiction that they're watching. It's based on reality. Right. But it's not. It's treated as something different. It's like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's based on the Manson family murders, but it's treated in a different way. It's like alternative history, alternative facts, as Kellyanne Conway said.
0: Yeah, and that's what I think is so scary about it, because Tucker Carlson is, is brilliant at this, right? He's very, very clever at um riling up the masses, right? He's he's the sort of intellectual veneer on, on on the MAGA cult. Uh this is this is their kind of guy. Tucker Carlton is, is essentially his whole role in this in this enterprise is to justify to intellectuals kind of white you know white nationalism and ethno nationalism. And uh, he's clever at it. He's very clever. Um he he's very subtle. Um, in in some sometimes not all the time, so it's quite difficult to sort of pin him down because he he's a real slippery fucker. This guy, yeah, and um, yeah, that's
2: it. That's the experience. That's I where the like- experience comes in. He knows how to throw in those weasel words as escape hatches. So this is something Glenn, Glenn Greenwald is really good at. Yeah. Yes. Wiggling yeah, yeah, out yeah, of yeah. So, you know so wiggling he- out of hypocrisy by saying, "Well, I didn't. I said I kind of like him. Not that I love him, but I." kind of like him so that means i don't really love him so that doesn't make the thing i say so that's the kind of bullshit that we see all the time on twitter too that's what that's like the behavior of trolls
0: yeah i mean it's the just right. asking questions ruse i mean i'm gonna get into that before <laughs> yeah that's exactly rant, right right in yep. a minute right but, it, you know, you, you're you just asking questions about the vaccine. I'm just asking questions about January 6th. I'm just asking I'm just asking whether Antifa is yeah, there or not. Yeah. Were they there? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. We can just ask questions, though. And the Democrats don't want you to ask any questions about whether Antifa was at the January 6th riot. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, right? Th- th- this is what Tucker Carlson is fucking fantastic at. He's very, very smart at doing that kind of thing. And I feel like this... This revelation has—it's chipped away, right? I'm not—I don't think you get rid of this guy because he's clever. Um, he's kind of like a Putin-type character. I, I view Tucker Carlson and I view Vladimir Putin in, in kind of a similar vein, in that they are—they're kind of like jiu-jitsu players, where they—they're able to sort of squirm and wiggle their way out of difficult situations um you know like almost like a cancer i I, like tucker carlson is essentially a cancer he's a he's a malignant tumor on on america Mm -hmm. right and and i'm and i feel like i feel bad um for cancer when i when i compare tucker carlson to to, to cancer (laughs) he's that bad he's that much of a of a malevolent force but I really think that this was was um, the this whole Dominion thing is blowing the whole lid off of the Fox News bullshit. Like Bob, your piece this week was was, oh, was excellent, right? I mean, you, this is what this is your point. You're just saying that this is the the whole thing is yeah. a game. Yeah, the whole thing is a grift. It's a giant like
2: act. Right. It's all being set up as though it's a uh, this is the Fox News business model from the beginning. It's all set up as uh, uh, like you would set up a TV series. It's not intended mm. to be reality. It's intended to entertain people who have a certain worldview. And so it constantly mm. fabricates whatever it needs to fabricate in order to tweak that. Uh, that cortex of of the viewers' brains. So that's uh that's what we're looking at here.
0: Yeah, so look, I think this sort of um leads into uh, you know the Russell Brand oh, yeah. um because we talked about Russell Law like oh we're talking about these <laughs> wangers every week but um so I think Russell Brand had been on Joe Rogan's podcast uh last week And so we talked about that, about his um, absolutely nonsensical – or or his kind of amateur understanding of history and uh, zero knowledge of the Ukraine-Russia crisis, Mm -hmm. right? But then he went on to um, uh, Bill Maher. He was on Bill Maher on Friday night, and uh, it was just more of the same, right? But he did this thing where he both sided – he did the whole both sides – uh the media right where he claimed that uh MSNBC and Fox News were the same yeah, right shocking. so he was on there with with uh, John Heilman from who who is actually on, on MSNBC and uh Russell Brand basically said it's disingenuous to claim that the biases are exhibited on Fox News are any different from the biases exhibited on MSNBC and he said to uh, John Harmon, he said, I've been on that MSNBC, mate, it's propaganda. So John Harmon basically told him to fuck off. He said, you've been on MSNBC once, big fucking deal. Um, uh, Yeah, yeah it, it, it was great. But then he was subjected to a sort of a, a what I call a, a, a masterclass in bullshit mm-hmm. um, where, you know, t- Russell Brand starts mm-hmm. talking about big pharma and big corporations and you know the it's like sort of a teenager talking about yeah, yeah
2: exactly that's exactly um, it you know and, and because he speaks really fast like, and just, says a lot of words people go oh well he must know what he's talking about and he doesn't
0: you he, know he, he has no. no idea what he's talking about at all like i, I he, he's got there's a kind of rhetorical there are rhetorical tricks that he uses to make it seem like he knows what he's talking about when he doesn't he's covering up for his for his obvious sort of uh, shallowness Mm -hmm. of knowledge by yeah speaking quickly um Talking very very fast, lots of sort of hand gestures, and talking over people, and and so the guys at Conspirituality podcast, uh, who, who, they're fantastic. They do a lot of tracking, a lot of these kind of gurus, and one of the things that they noticed was was this um, the rhetorical devices that he uses, and a lot of the inappropriate eye contact. Right, so he makes a lot of inappropriate eye contact with with the fellow guests, like stares into their eyes, touches their arms and their legs, and. Uh, it's a sort of classic hallmarks of a guru of a a kind of a cult leading kind of guru and that's what that's what he is that's what that's what Russell Brand is and you know it's another like this both siding you know I'm sorry but Fox News and MSNBC are not the same right they're not the same and the the arguments that Russell Brand brought up Um, They're talking about Joe Rogan and ivermectin. Uh, He said that the way that that CNN treated Joe Rogan over over his uh, use of ivermectin was disgraceful. And that uh, Rachel Maddow completely um, lied about uh, the vaccine efficacy. So anyway, I looked into this stuff. I looked into Russell Brand's claims about uh, did CNN do anything wrong when it when it reported on joe rogan uh joe rogan's use of ivermectin to treat covid and was rachel maddow deliberately misleading her followers when she claimed that um the covid vaccine i think this was back in march of 2021 um was she was she misleading her her viewers when she said that the vaccine stops infection it stops basically um uh, what's the word for it? Uh, transferring of the of the virus to other people. If transmission, transmission, yeah. If you're if you're vaccinated, it stops transmission. So I looked into both of these, right? So look, I, I will say this: that I, I think that CNN sort of did misrepresent ivermectin a little bit, right? When they said it's a horse dewormer. Well, it is a horse um, dewormer. It, it, it is. there there there, right. there are. There's a human use for it as well. But it's used to deworm people as well it's an anti-parasitic right so it wasn't like an egregious um uh mistake or or sort of it wasn't particularly
1: it is very infrequently used on humans because yeah. humans generally don't get rats. right
0: it's it, it, like and it, and it has shown to be effective in treating humans w- with you know paras- parasitic infections right like it, it is it's it's a very a good medication which
1: is not what covid is right
0: and it doesn't help with covid it's been the meta, you know there's been several meta-analyses of uh of the studies on ivermectin and they have shown conclusively that, that it has no effect whatsoever on 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 treating covid so you know rather than attacking joe rogan for promoting a medic medicine that doesn't work he went after cnn for uh some of the anchors saying that you know this is a horse dewormer which it is um well it's anyway, it's it's so then oh, I'm sorry the ahead, sec- sorry no, yeah so but anyway the, the the second part was uh with rachel maddow and basically yes rachel maddow was was wrong with what she said in march of 2021 about about the vaccine stopping transmission but w- what it was based on it was based on what the then what the yes. cdc director had said she right and and she had had misspoken about um efficacy in the vaccine's efficacy in stopping transmission because they didn't have the data um but Madow had her on the show, so Madow had not really understood uh the science behind it because the c d c director had sort of not really um uh conveyed. What the latest studies had shown properly, the CDC then corrected her the day after, as because it's a reputable, because the CDC, you know, is a sort of a responsible agency um, with you know people who work there who actually are scientists and public health officials. They they basically corrected what she said. So Rachel Maddow didn't deliberately mislead anybody, right? She just hadn't properly understood the science, and barely anybody understood the science back then either like nobody knew nobody really understood it or like the vaccines had just come out so russell brown tried to make it seem like this was a sort of a will and he would try to equate this right with the fox news hosts knowing that trump that the election wasn't stolen knowing that that trump had lost he'd lost in arizona uh that the whole dominion laws the dominion systems voting stuff was an absolute bullshit but having them on anyway, and trying to say that what MSM, what Rachel Maddow did, was somehow an equivalent to that, this is ridiculous. No serious person believes that. No serious person could could ever believe that that. both sides are just the same. But this is Russell Brand. Well, they're stick.
1: trying to cover it up. They, they're trying to just cover it all up now. It's like, well, we got caught lying. We got caught obviously lying. There's massive amounts of information out there that now we're a bunch of fucking liars. We have to distract from that, and now we're going to say, "Oh well, look at MSNBC. They lie just as much. They always lie just as much. They're liars. They're liars. They're liars. They're just as bad because that's what they always, always do."
0: Yeah, and it, but but always, but this but like Russell Brand is like like what's happened to this guy? This guy was a good. This guy was like kind of cool. It's the American. Well, is, well,
2: I I, I, I say the American not. nervous breakdown. He's not American, but suffice to say, there's some form of uh either derangement or just completely abandoning any kind of ethics in order to build social media reach, online reach, et cetera. Maybe a combination of those two things. Mm. But I, I wanted to add also in terms of the difference between getting a story wrong and deliberately deceiving your audience. It's sort of like the difference between a surgeon deliberately mutilating a patient versus a surgeon making a mistake during surgery. Those it's two very different things. I yeah. mean, that's not to say the mistake isn't serious. It is serious. When you get a story wrong, when you get a fact wrong, that's a big deal, but it's it's so much different. It's so much more mild. Than deliberately deceiving your audience, knowing that a story is wrong, and continuously repeating the fiction, repeating the lie over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, For that's the mutilation.
1: And months and months and months on end.
0: Right, and and I there's just no there's just no equivalent. There really is none. I mean, like, look, I do think that um, the the left wing media or the the, the liberal media. You know, look, right, it's like everything, right? We we tend to cover things, um, you know, we don't spend a lot of time focusing on things done by liberals, right? We've made a kind of an editorial decision that, yes, there are problems with the left and there are problems with MSNBC, CNN, all that, et cetera, et cetera, and the Democratic Party and Joe Biden um, and Barack Obama, uh, that they are human Make mistakes, do bad things. We we've kind of made an editorial decision that look, yes, that is true, um, but what you're seeing on the right is so insane um, that this is where most of the attention should be sp- spent uncovering what's happening there. You're dealing with a fascist insurgency. It's like being in kind of the, the the Weimar Republic and 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 like criticizing the the liberals in Germany at the time when the Nazis are about to take over it's like okay well which do you know what i mean like where are you going to spend mm-hmm. your efforts like you're like a real roving reporter is going to spend their time criticizing the liberals in the in the, the, the <laughs> what was left of liberal germans in uh, in the 1930s right
1: like oh oh my goodness the democrats are a little too cozy with corporations versus Republicans are planning on putting you on cattle cars mm, <laughs> to sound just about the same to me. I don't know which one to write. Right. Or. Right. 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 It's like, come on. Really, guys? You don't. So, know? so there
0: is a bias. Right. I'm, I'm going to accept that there is a bias, uh, but it doesn't mean the same. Like I'm going to I still accept reality. I think I feel like that we accept reality. Like if Joe Biden does something egregiously criminal. Like, I'm going to accept it if there's evidence showing that he did something criminal. Yeah, we, right? we actually kind of go um, overboard like the-
2: on our side. We kind of overreach when it comes to shit like that. D- take a look at uh, Al Franken. I mean, uh, yeah, cer- certainly there's an argument to be made that he was being inappropriate. Is it the same level of inappropriateness as Louis C.K.? Not in a million fucking years but we held Mm. that guy accountable and whether you personally agreed with it or not is irrelevant the fact is that the democratic party said okay well this guy's got to resign and so he did and that's how we hold our people accountable
0: yeah i mean i i said i i thought he should i i think i supported him resigning at the time i don't know whether i agree with that in hindsight but yeah i i agree you have to hold yourself to high standards right but but anyway, I mean, I just think
1: if he was a Republican, he would have gotten a promotion.
0: yeah, right, exactly. I just think that you know, anyway, like Russell Brand has become. It, it's really unhelpful that somebody with such a huge social media reach has become so unhelpful, but very predictable because this is the grift, mm-hmm. right? This is like Bob, as you say, this is this is like how you make money on yeah. YouTube. Um, uh, speaking of speaking of uh, speaking of uh, shameless grifters, we have uh, Matt Taibbi right? Matt Taibbi was, was,
1: <laughs> he did not have a good day. yesterday. Oh,
0: he did not have a good day
1: yesterday. Uh,
2: um, you know what? He should blame, he should blame so... all Republicans for dragging him into Congress for this goddamn dog and pony show, helping to promote, uh, now this bastardized version of Twitter. I mean, essentially that was it.
0: Yeah. So this was Jim Jordan, right? He's been out there praising Jim Jordan for inviting him to testify. Right. Um, <laughs> Or, 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 or on this Twitter twi- twi- I mean, but this couldn't be going any worse, right? It was it's just, it's just, it was just terrible. No, he like, really so anyway, he's—he well
1: he just got he, hammered, yeah. Hammered right, it's, by th- the, th- Democrats.
0: Th- the House Judiciary Committee hearing on the Twitter files, but um, uh, t- t- Toby was. This is Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I'm going to play this clip for everybody, so you can you can listen to this. Um, it's about a minute and a half, so just stand by. Here we go. This is Debbie Wasserman Schultz questioning Matt Taibbi over his sources, um, or, or, or over his personal sort of uh, profit from from the Twitter files. Here we go.
3: Please do not interrupt me. Alaskan, Elon Musk spoon fed Elon Musk spoon fed you his cherry picked information, which you must have suspected promotes a slanted viewpoint, or at the very least generates another right wing conspiracy theory. You violated your own standard, and you appear to have benefited from it. Before the release of, emails in, of the emails in August of last year, you had 661,000 Twitter followers. After the Twitter files, your followers doubled, and now it's three times what it was last August. I imagine your Substack readership, which is a subscription, increased significantly because of the work that you did for Elon Musk. Now, I'm not asking you to put a dollar figure on it, but it's quite obvious that you've profited from the Twitter files. You hit the jackpot on that Vegas slot machine to which you referred. That's true, isn't it?
2: I've also reinvested you've made a
3: lot. Wa- no, 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 no. Is it true that you have profited since you were rece- you were the recipient of the Twitter files? You've made money. Yes or no? I Very think it's
2: probably question. a wash, honestly. No, nope,
3: you, you have made money that you did not have before, Correct.
2: But I've also spent money that I didn't have before. I just hired a whole group of people to invest in it. Patently
3: obvious answer, reclaiming my time. Attention is a powerful drug. Eyeballs, money, prominence, attention. All of it points to problems with accuracy and credibility. And the larger point, which is social media companies are not biased against conservatives. And if anything, they ignored their own policies by allowing Trump and other extremists to post incessant lies, endangering public safety, and even our democracy. Hypocrisy is the hangover of an addiction to attention.
1: Ouch!
0: <laughs> Ouch! That was br- that was absolutely brutal, right? So she raked him over the coals for that about how much money he must have made from this um
1: no 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 he didn't make money he spent he reinvested it he <laughs> spent that money it's a wash <laughs> unfucking believable that he said that out ama- loud with a straight right face. it's
0: amazing right it, it's amazing that he he's gone on there and and been sort of led into a trap like that, right? I mean I asked him this on Twitter as well. I'm like I, I wanna know how many Twitter followers have you I mean how many new subscribers have you gained since the Twitter files um Tobacco, right and the fact that he has been given cherry-picked evidence from elon yeah. musk elon musk has hand-picked files mm-hmm. right for matt tybee to to release and he Tybe has not not a single question asked about musk's intentions not a single question asked about the files he was given why was he only given those files uh, and not other files right and 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 we now know that there are other files available right then that, that we now know that other internal documents show that that the republicans and tr- the trump administration was was constantly um going at twitter and asking them to remove uh, uh accounts that they didn't like like trump literally, literally, uh, he asked for chrissy teigen teigen um to be banned for calling him what was it um Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so, anyway, Taibbi, I just feel but like he's another t- one of these grifters. He's another one of these, like, it's so sad watching what's happened to this guy, right?
1: Well, the, the important thing about that with the, with Trump and Biden is that Taibbi, because that was part of his job, was trying to make it, trying to make the case that Biden, the Biden campaign asking for stuff to be taken down was a huge violation of the First Amendment. It was, the government is trying to stifle your free speech, and everyone kept pointing out. It's like, yeah, Biden's not in office. He wasn't in office at that point. That's not the government. But then when we all found out that Trump had this state, the Republicans in the White House had so many requests that there was an actual literal database for it, Taibbi was just like, oh, well, you know, It's all good, you know? It's like, okay, but that literally is the thing that you were complaining about. That the government, the government, the actual White House government, was asking for stuff to be taken down. Now, the thing is, they can ask. They weren't threatening or forcing, which would be a violation. They can ask, and Twitter can say yes or no, right? That's okay. They are allowed to ask. And. But he was trying to make it sound like Biden doing it was the worst scandal in American history. And then when we all found out that Trump was doing it, but worse, while he was president, Taibbi had not a fucking word to say about it. It was just like, yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, You know, blah, 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 blah. It was like, you fucking piece of shit. You miserable, lying piece of shit. And I said at the time that... He either had to know about it, if he had free access to all of their information and their, their, their emails, he had to know about it and lied, or he's admitting that he was spoon-fed that information, which means he's nothing more than a puppet for an oligarch, which is something that he, used to, that he used to complain and write about all the time, which means now he's just exactly the same thing that he used to hate. And it turns out that, yes, he was spoon-fed that information, which means he's the thing that he used to hate. He's just a puppet for a billionaire. So Matt Taibbi can go fuck
2: himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 sad.
0: It's very very sad. And of course, uh, he, he and um, Russell Brand are, are, are buddy buddy. They're they're going on. It. There's just this whole sort of little cottage industry now of these YouTube grifters and podcasters who they invite each other onto their podcasts. Complain about the corporate media, and both sides are just as bad, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, all the while shilling for the YouTube algorithm and some like insane narcissistic billionaire. Um, he, Elon is well, just that's, a that's troll. What... Elon Musk is just he's just a Twitter troll, basically with yeah. a lot of money.
1: Yeah, that's a side thing that's fucking hilarious about this, right? So they called him. They they called uh, Matt Tavey a so called journalist, right? So Greenwald, um fucking um david sirota and uh someone else i forgot the name's not coming to my mind immediately they lost their shit over that they're like oh my god democrats are attacking journalists how could they they're just as bad as republicans oh my god that's just horrible how could they do that and i'm like um wait that's all you guys do though that's literally 70 percent of their job Is going on Twitter and writing articles about how everyone else is a terrible journalist and they're all fake news and they're all corrupt. And you should only listen to Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi and David Tarota because they're the only real journalists and everyone else is a horrible fake journalist, not them. And now someone said to them, You guys are all fucking fake because we have proof now that you guys are bullshit. And they're just like, they've been losing their shit all day yesterday and all day today that someone dared call them out for being shills for a billionaire it's unbelievable it's watching. so
0: embarrassing it really is like uh, you know yeah it's uh, again there's part of me that's sad for matt Taibbi, but i you know
1: they just have no shame no whatsoever.
0: Shame whatsoever no i agree i agree um just quickly uh justin your piece this week pete Buttigieg, uh big threat to the republican party
1: Um, You know, I don't know if he's a big threat, but they think he's a big threat. They think he's a huge threat. And so them and the alt-left, they've been going after Pete Boot, Mayor Pete. They've been going after him, hammer and tongs, for months now. Absolutely going after him. Like, in crazy, like, every single thing that happens has something to do with potholes, with airplanes, with trains. It's all his fault, which is really, really weird Because I don't think any other Secretary of Transportation has ever been held responsible for train derailments. Ever. I can't remember anyone ever complaining about Secretary of Transportation before. And everything's his fault. And they hate him. They despise him. And it's all weird, like, bizarre attacks. And it's getting really personal. And I know part of it's because he's gay. But most of it is just they see him as a real threat for 2028. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's telegenic. He's really smart. When he gets on TV and he interviews, he just eviscerates people. But he does it really politely. Like, he's he might as well be Canadian. It's kind of scary. And he's obviously going to run again. He's, he's obviously, like, you know, burnishing his resume because he wants to run again in 2028. And they're very concerned about that because all they have right now is Trump and DeSantis. And they don't really have much of a bench past that.
3: Mm.
1: You know, like the face of the Republican party besides Trump and DeSantis is Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates. It's like, these people aren't going to run for president. And if they do, it's going to be hilarious. They're, they're, they're just not going to get anywhere so i i hope from
0: a personal you're... point of view i i hope you're right i think that um i, I mean I, I think you are right but i also i i liked pete Buttigieg in the beginning i um, uh when he was running uh i i really did i would also say i would i was a little frustrated with liberals as well for um you know i, I think that and this goes to my problem with sort of liberal identity politics right that now um, you know, he was given a lot of stick for being a white male, but it's like, he's also a gay male. Um, he's also right. gay and he's also like a veteran and also unbelievably fucking intelligent. He's the only politician I've seen that, that you, you sort of other than, Ob- like he's comparable to Obama's, um, kind of intellect, right? Like you, you listen to Obama speak and you're clearly just like, okay, this guy is sort of. He's beyond anything I've ever seen in 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 a, in a in in a politician in terms of intelligence. And Pete Buttigieg is up there. Maybe he's not quite Obama smart, but he's he's not he's not far off. Um, and and you kind of hope that that's the kind of person you'd want in office, right? Rather than a a, a fake billionaire. Um,
1: I mean, he's a Rhodes Scholar. He speaks seven different lang- He speaks seven different languages besides English at varying degrees of fluency. It's like, oh, okay. yeah. It, the man 's got a... Yeah, he it, 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 he just doesn 't
0: have any yeah it, it's kind of he 's kind of scary smart, and I do hope that if he does run for president again that that we we liberals we shelve the purity tests and and um don 't make it such a huge thing about about um, the color of his skin and uh, remember that the guy is a you know he, he is a minority he's a gay you know he 's gay and gay people um don 't have a great time in America either right so he 's going to have um a lot, you know, he's, he bring, he'll bring that experience to the White House. I think he'll be a very, he'd be a very compassionate and a great president. Um, anyway, that's, well,
1: I mean, that was, a, well, there's my little rant. I, I'm sorry, just real quick. That was the thing. I mean, that was one of the reasons Biden got elected. He's a white guy. It's not a great thing to say, but you know, it's a thing that we have to deal with in this yeah. country. We are a very deeply racist and deeply sexist country. We were not right. We were barely ready for a black man. We're, Clearly, not ready for a female uh, president. We're still, we're clearly not ready for that yet. Mm. You know, so, but we can definitely elect a gay white man. We're not, we don't, we're much more comfortable with gay white men than we are with a woman. Or I don't see us doing a black man again anytime soon. I just don't see this country doing that because it's just the racism is. Just if the charge, yeah, and
0: I and I think th- I think it would be a, I think it would be good. I think it would be be great. But anyway, look, I really enjoyed your piece, Justin, and I think um, anybody, everybody listening should should read it and uh, uh, and try to get understand why uh, Buttigieg, why the right is freaking out about him because it's uh, it's it's pretty funny actually, uh, and I like watching them freak out. It's hilarious. Um, But look, let's move on. We've got our both sides uh, segment now. Bob, um, your both sides pick for this week. Laura Ingram,
2: who is picking up the baton from uh, uh, Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro and uh, Tucker Carlson. I'm not sure if Laura Ingram has been talking about this at length, uh, this holy war against transgenderism. uh, But the latest thing that she said and this is the extent of what I'm aware of her show in terms of her content. She warned her audience. And I'm quoting here about the creep of transgenderism. And she said, it will eventually come for you. Hmm, I have no idea what that even means. Wow. How is it coming for anyone? How is it creeping? What, what What is what is it that they're so worried about? Are they worried that it's somehow viral? Are they worried that it's infectious? Well, in that case, uh, well, wait a minute. They don't like wearing masks or getting vaccinated. So that's not a... <laughs> so what they're doing is they're demagoguing <laughs> trans people because they're under this delusion that that I think... If I were to try to pick apart what she's said here and try to find some meaning for it, I think what they're doing is looking at the numbers of the uh, the number of kids who are uh, identifying as trans and how that number is increasing, obviously, because we're a more tolerant society now. I mean, that's a big part of it. And I think social media is contributing to that on the on the plus side of social media. Uh And maybe they're seeing that and going, okay. well, this is not necessarily something that uh, is based on shifting demographics in this country. This is something where uh, kids are being indoctrinated and it's eventually going to come for your family. They're being indoctrinated. They're being groomed. I think this is what she's warning about. That's the creep of transgenderism, which, by the way, Laura Ingram also happens to be the creep of Fox News primetime. So she does know what what creep means, uh, but that's it. That's Laura Ingram this week jumping onto that that bandwagon, and uh, it, it's it's just worsening the situation for trans people. I, I I I can't imagine what especially trans people in red states are going through right now. Because as soon as people on Fox News, as soon as politicians, elected politicians, start talking like this, then it gives kind of tacit permission for their followers to engage in more bullying, uh, more assaults and so on. So this is all, all bad news.
0: Oi, scary. Yeah. And it it's scary coming from a supposedly uh, <laughs> fair and balanced uh, news network. Anyway, um, uh, Justin, your pick this week.
1: Yep. Matt Walsh. So we're going to be continuing the uh, anti-trans nonsense. So Matt Walsh, Posted on his, uh, little Twitter. Um, we were minding our own business when suddenly the trans movement came along and demanded that we totally abandon biology, common sense, and truth itself for its sake. Um, our war against this scourge is a defensive struggle. They started it. They wanted this fight. Now they have it. Now, this jumped out, um... I mean, first, it's disgusting to begin with because trans people did not run up and say, "You have to do this." They were just like, "Hey, I'm I'm just here and I exist." And for some reason, as always with the right, just saying I exist, they see as an attack on them, right? Your existence is an attack on them. You're not allowed to exist, as far as they're concerned. Which is why they keep talking about, you know, eradicating. Uh, wait, what was the, what was the phrase um, they used? That yeah, eradicating, eradicating, it eradicating transgenderism. They're, yeah. they're, now the guy's, yeah, right. Now he's suing. It's like, how <laughs> dare you use my actual words? Now, the thing that people pointed out is that a particular phrase that he used there um, dates back to Joseph Go- uh, Goebbels from uh, the 19, 1940s. Um, he had Joseph Goebbels being the head propaganda guy for Hitler. Um, he had a, a weekly newspaper called Das Reich, um, and in one of his articles, which I'm looking at the moment, he had written that the Jews wanted war and now they have it. Um, so when Matt Walsh wrote, "They wanted this fight, now they have it," that is not at all unintentional. That and there's no way in. God's green earth was that unintentional. He absolutely fucking did that on purpose because he knows who his audience is and he knows exactly who he's talking to. Ugh. So yeah, yeah. So there, you know, you know, nice little, nice little echoes of uh, little nice Nazis little Nazi there, Matt and... Walsh's,
0: Yeah, he, he is a he is a nice little. Yeah. No, he's a horrible little Nazi. But um, oh, okay.
1: and there's you know, there's just nothing, nothing on the left. they the absolute worst. We don't even come
0: close to this. So, well, look, my my both sides. This is Tucker Carlson. I wasn't sure whether to use Tucker Carlson as the example for this, given we've uh, spent some time in him already. But I, w- I wanted to talk. I didn't know how to talk about this uh, really, but it's his use of the January sixth footage that was was gifted to him by uh, Kevin McCarthy. So, this is a Rolling Stone take on it. it said, Last month, Fox News Tucker Carlson was granted exclusive access to the trove of more than forty four thousand hours of Capitol surveillance footage by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. On Monday night, Carlson released the first installment of his analysis of the tapes, telling viewers that the vast majority of the protesters who breached the Capitol on January 6th were not insurrectionists, but, but orderly and meek sightseers. I'm <laughs> sorry. Opened his mouth. I just got to <laughs>
2: laugh at orderly and meek. Oh, my God. Oh, my. That is the most Orwellian thing that I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: Right? I often find myself meekly and orderly smearing <laughs> shit on beating the Capitol shit.
2: Police officers with fire hydrants or uh, with uh, fire extinguishers and, and flagpoles yeah that's orderly and meek if you do it oh orderly though, yeah okay. they, meekly,
0: they meekly threatened to hang um, Mike Spence and and uh, and kill uh, behead Nancy Pelosi as well it was very meek so um, <laughs> Carlson opened his Monday night monologue by reiterating the network's claims of the 2020 Election malfeasance, stating that the 2020 election was a grave betrayal of American democracy, given the facts that have since emerged about that election. No honest person can deny that," said Carson. From that jumping point, Carlson used cherry-picked, timestamp-free clips to paint a picture of the peaceful protesters who were being targeted by the Department of Justice and the Democratic Party. Carlson used use of the footage essentially amounted to a declaration that because Fox had identified some images of trespassers milling about nothing uncouth actually happened in the capital on January 6th. Wow. Yes, this is, I think, I mean, look, yeah, are we seeing like the left, you know, the old left is bad. Um, the identity politics crew, I think are uh, too extreme in my view, but there's nothing like this. You know, they're not telling you that what you're seeing is not what you're seeing, right? That th- th- this kind of brazen propaganda, there's not. There's absolutely nothing like this on the left. This is purely um, a, a, a right-wing spectacle when you're seeing egregious distortions of reality like that. This is uh, next-level Orwellian bullshit. So anyway, that's my pick for this week. It's uh, to, uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, so look... That sound. What is that sound? <laughs> that sound. <laughs> it means. It means we're now in the emergency meeting. We're heading into the emergency meeting. So I'm going to be talking about a very scary health issue I had this week. Uh, I had to go to what well, I was in urgent care, and uh, there's a stake involved at the end of it. And um, vegans and vegetarians you might not want to listen to this but um anyway i look it's 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 a bit of a personal this is a personal one so i wanted to keep this for the for the emergency meeting and for the members only because this is like um it's forced me to confront a lot of kind of issues that i didn't think i'd have to about about um uh ethical eating veganism that kind of stuff and um my own health uh but i had anyway had a pretty it was a pretty bad um health scare on uh, Tuesday of this week so i'll i'll be talking about that in the emergency meeting you can join us there you get a Bantam membership 60% off um you can hear what we in the in the emergency meeting we talk about you know more, the crazier things more personal things and um you know uh stuff that is more sort of uh, explosive i would say um but this one is this one's more personal so we're going to head into the emergency meeting now thank you everybody for listening we really appreciate it and we're going to be uh back next week